Welcome to Wolfpack Career Chats from NC State University's Career Development Center, the only podcast dedicated to providing NC State students with current, relevant, and thought-provoking ideas that will challenge you to think about your future. Whether you want to know more about what hiring managers are really thinking, or you just need to hear an honest and encouraging story about overcoming obstacles to reach your goals, we've got you covered. Wolfpack Career Chats is just one of the many services we provide. Whether it's career fairs, on-campus interviews, co-op opportunities, or more, we are here for the pack. Hello, this is Marcy Bullock with Wolfpack Career Chats, and today we have alumnus Liv Adams from 2016, bachelor's degree in industrial engineering and minor in statistics, talking to us about her career journey. Welcome, Liv. Hi, how's it, how are you going? Everything is going great here in North Carolina. I know you're out in Reno, Nevada. What's happening out there in February? Is it cold? Yeah, it is pretty cold, though. I did go for a run this morning. Um, I, like, am a part of a run club here, so it was 30-degree run, which was cold, but a lot of people were out, so it's, it's still, you know, it's still manageable. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I know you, you travel a lot in your job, so that's where you are now, and you live out in the Bay Area, out in California, and wanted to jump right in to have you tell us a little bit about yourself. Our listeners are mostly college students, kind of a mix of people who are transitioning to the workforce, so we'd love to hear a little bit about your career journey. Yeah, okay, so I guess I can start with my my title. So I am the manager of quality systems here in actually in gigafactory nevada so the really the majority of my responsibility is out here in reno um, though i do spend a lot of time in the bay area too and obviously i'm based in the bay and so quality systems for people who are not don't have a manufacturing background which i did not know what quality systems was and until i started at tesla is really about um, designing the software um, and the different business processes around um, manufacturing. So I work really closely with the the product teams, the teams that are making the Model 3, making the Tesla energy storage products, making the solar roof. And I ensure that they are really have like what they need to succeed and in terms of um, software, in terms of different training material, uh, things like that. That sounds like an interesting job. So tell us a little bit about how you got into Tesla, because as you know, we're interviewing you here, um, home of the Wolfpack at NC State, where you went to school, and I know you did a co-op. And so we want to hear a little bit about what that experience was like, because of course, in the Career Development Center, that is where we house the co-op program. Yeah, so I co-opted at Tesla, which I mean was an incredible experience. And so I came into state, and I uh, I think I wanted to have a really traditional college experience. Um, I did not think I wanted to co-op. I did not think I wanted to take any time off school. Uh, but I was very interested in making sure that I had really competitive internships every summer. And get, I, I wanted to get as much job experience as I could get so that I could kind of set myself up to get a a good job out of college. And I, so I was not planning on co-oping and I actually 
applied applied online um, to Tesla. Oh, sorry, that's my phone ringing. Um, I applied online to work at Tesla, so really just sent my application into the abyss, um, which is kind of what it feels like when you apply online. And later that day, actually, I heard back from a recruiter because Tesla, like honestly a lot of other companies, interested in interns and have these huge internship programs um, because you know we have so many sites and we have so many departments. So. He said to me, you know, hey, we're really interested in you. We're interested in your resume. It looks like you have the experience you need, um, but we're hiring for spring semester um, co-op students. And so if you, you know, I, I see that you're looking for an internship in summer. If you would like that, we'll, you know, maybe come back to you in summer. Or, you know, if you go forward with the interview now, just know that we want you to start in January. And I think that, you know, I just hearing back from Tesla and knowing that they were interested in me there I, I knew there was no way that I could say oh no 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 I'm not interested in doing a co-op so I you know ended up doing that interviewing process ended up getting getting an offer to start in January of 2015 so that was the second semester of my junior year and I just kind of went for it that's amazing. So you sent your resume unsolicited, didn't have any connections. What do you think made you stand out if you were to summarize some of the things that such an exciting company would make your resume come to the top of the pile? Yeah, so at, at that point, I had, I would say that like the biggest experience that I had um, in terms of job experience was um, I had worked a summer at Eaton, which is an electrical manufacturing company. And I got that internship through the EPAC portal or what was then called the EPAC portal um, through NC State. Um, and I had interviewed with them on site. They came on site to do interviews. So that that kind of gave me some expertise or some information around uh manufacturing in general. So I was able to kind of talk about, okay, this is what I know about manufacturing. But I would say that that internship, the reason why I got that was because I was very involved in the professional societies at NC State. So both the Institute for Industrial Engineers and then the Society for Manufacturing Engineers, which are two professional societies under the industrial engineering department. I was both a member and then later um, was president of SME uh, when I was a senior. And so those, even though those clubs weren't, they weren't internships, um, the Institute for Industrial Engineers, we had a lot of guest speakers from a lot of different companies and companies that ended up wanting, came coming to state because they wanted to recruit students. They talked a lot about, you know, how industrial engineers fit into their businesses, whether it was a company like Premier Healthcare, who does consulting for healthcare companies, or Tableau, which is a data visualization company. So I learned a lot about what, what do engineers even do in you know, the real world, because obviously when you're, when you're a student, you know, you're going to your classes, but it's, it's not always super clear how you would apply these skills in, in a job setting. And then in 
SME, the Society for Manufacturing Engineers, that club, their kind of main um, meetings were to go out to different manufacturers in the Raleigh-Durham area and do factory tours. So that was always super fun because we'd get a lot of freebies. And so if you don't know, in Cary, there's a huge Cheez-It factory. They make, I think, 98% of the U.S.'s unflavored Cheez-Its. And when we went there, they were very excited because they were putting in a flavoring line um, so they could start making some of those like ranch flavored Cheez-Its or like spicy Cheez-Its, all the different Cheez-Its, which are basically just Cheez-Its with powder. Um, And they, of course, gave us boxes of Cheez-Its. We went to Revlon, um, which is a obviously the the Revlon makeup company that you see in drugstores. That was always a super fun tour because they would give us a ton of makeup um, samples. And, you know, in in experiences like that, again, you would you would see, okay, I, I see how what I'm doing in class every day fits into what what people are looking for. Um, in in the real world when they're recruiting engineers. And I think that when I interviewed at Tesla, they asked you questions like, you know, what do you see yourself doing here? How do you fit into the equation? Or, you know, what skills can you bring? And even though I did not have a lot of job experience, I was able to imagine this is how I would fit in and this is how my classes are going to help me contribute to Tesla. And I, I think that was one of the really big things that helped. Absolutely. It's it's really an interesting journey, just you starting off in the extracurricular, getting involved in the professional societies and clubs, and then saying, oh, I'm going to do the internship, and then going on to EPAC. Yes, it is still brand EPAC, so I, I had to plug that, because you're like the poster child for using our office, which is really oh, yeah. awesome, because students can just start, you know, surfing around and seeing on EPAC the fact that all of these companies are seeking NC State students. So having the courage to just put your resume out there, get chosen for that, it's like one thing led to the next. And then when you went to Tesla, like you said, you may not have had a lot of experience, but you'd gone to these company sites and you had had some experience in the working world through an internship. And that was a foundation to build on for your co-op. So um, well done as an example there. And when you look back at that first co-op, would you recommend co-ops to students? Because I know at first you were thinking you wouldn't do one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was such a great experience. I mean, number one, it was so much fun. Like work aside, I, you know, it was intimidating. I had never like I'd never even been to California. So I was going out and I was setting up, you know, housing and figuring out roommates all from the East Coast, all not really knowing, okay, is this a good place to live? Is this a safe place to live? Um, And I mean, Tesla has helped with that. And actually their internship program has grown even a lot more since I've been there. But so there, it makes kind of transitioning to somewhere new a lot, a lot easier. But the you know, I made incredible friends when I was out here. And then I worked on just amazing projects. And the the biggest thing, and I see this now, now that I've actually had the opportunity to hire interns, is that, you know, an intern, especially if you're only there for a summer, you're only there for three months. And so three months is really the minimum that you need to just 
get your feet under you and start to, to feel settled. And so sometimes it's, it's difficult to give people responsibility if you know, Hey, they're only going to be here for three months. But at, when I came in in January, I had told my boss, you know, unless I don't like it here, I'm planning to stay not only through the spring semester, but also through summer. So I stayed from January until August. And that meant that I was just really able to get very deep into projects. And I became a resource um, to the engineers there who I worked with and who, who mentored me, a, a reliable resource who they knew, okay, if I invest time teaching this student, um, you know, whatever skills or whatever, like, specific Tesla-related information that, you know, you need to, to just start some of these projects, because a lot of the times you're just, you're, you need a lot of groundwork to just start on a project, then they knew that I would be able to be there. They would be able to pass off more responsibility. And, and that's really what, what happened when I was there. So I ended up, this is back when Tesla um, manufactured the powertrain for the B-class Mercedes. So their Mercedes um, used to, I don't know if they still do, um, sold uh, an electric Mercedes and Tesla made the battery and then they also made the drive unit. But it was it was a very small project when by the time I was there, it was like a tiny production line. They were making maybe like 60 units a day, um, which in comparison for the Model 3 right now, we make about 1,200 units a day. Wow. So it was a lot, a lot smaller operation. And it was kind of a side project for my team that we needed to make sure was working, but like no one really wanted to spend a bunch of time on it. So my manager ended up saying, okay, you know enough about this to to be the quality engineer for this line. And so I, you know, I represented quality. I made sure that processes were working. I made sure incoming parts met specifications. So I was essentially treated exactly like they treat all the other full-time engineers on that their team. And there's just no way that I would have been able to do that had I not been there for eight months. That's so much more substantial than the the internship. Like you said, 10 weeks flies by so fast. And it sounds like you made yourself indispensable in the sense of building these relationships with people and having these valuable skills that they wanted to keep on. Yeah, exactly. And the co-op gives you that, that more robust experience of, um, you know, alternating if students choose to do that, where they're going for a semester, coming back to school, going back for a semester. And so then they created the role for you after you'd done your co-op. Is that how it happened? Or did you have to interview and compete against other applicants for the full-time permanent job? So I still had to interview. Uh, I, so I still had to interview. I still had to go through the application process. But I mean, it was a lot less stressful. So for example, I when I came back and interviewed, so I interviewed, um, I graduated in December of 2016. And I interviewed probably in like November. And so I flew back to California to interview, but the six people that I interviewed with, I had worked very closely with five of them. And the sixth one was um, one of the managers who was in my department, but I had not directly reported to or directly worked with, but I knew him very well too. So it, you know, I, I still had to interview, but I know that I would not, I don't think I would have 
gotten the job had, you know, the people that I worked with knew from that, again, long experience. Yes, this girl is reliable. Um, she's smart. She's hardworking. So it was, you know, it's a lot easier now being on the other side and hiring people when you're interviewing them, it's just this tiny, tiny, you know, insight into their personalities and their work ethics and um, their skills. And so given the opportunity of hiring someone external or hiring internal, we pretty much always hire internal because it's, you know, it's the known. Uh, and so getting your foot in the door as an intern is so invaluable because internships for companies are very low risk. So, you know, if I have a bad intern, they're only going to be here for three months. So, it, you know, it's really easy. It, it, you don't really have to worry about it. If you have um, an employee who's underperforming, it's, it's a huge deal. Um, and so, again, as an intern, if you can come in and impress people, then, you know, why would I, you know, why would I hire anyone else? Why would I even look outside of my internship pool? Because I, I know people. And so I've actually recently just had an intern um, from Purdue who is finished his internship up with us in January. And um, I already gave him an offer to come back in May because again, I just thought, hey, I need someone on my team. Um, and this, this is a guy who I, who I trust and who I know, you know, even, even though he's fresh, he's going to be fresh out of college. Um, I know he's going to be able to grow into this role as, you know, as opposed to someone who, okay, maybe has more experience, but are they going to be the right fit culturally? Um, are they going to really like gel with the team? Cause that's a really important thing that we look for um, at Tesla is just is personality and charisma. And we kind of, we call it the Tesla X factor. Is it, you know, is it someone who you're going to want to work 12 hours beside day in and day out because that's ultimately what we do. Exactly. We spend more time with the coworkers in our life than our friends and family. So that, that match is important and just as important for candidates and students to be thinking about if that's a place where they want to work too. So mm -hmm. in, in hearing your story, it's so inspirational because you, you took this initiative to get involved outside of your classes through your organizations, then you did the internship, then you did the co-op and you're recommending all of these things to students as much as they can get involved in because once you're in either the intern or the co-op you get a chance to prove yourself it's it's almost like the multiple week interview where it's not the unknown and taking a chance and the students also saying is this the kind of culture I want to work for so you clearly chose the x factor as you called it so tell us a little bit more about what that means and how important that is when students are making choices amongst multiple job offers yeah so I, I would definitely say there's, there's a couple of different things and I've, you know, I'm still very early on in my career. I've had, you know, an amazing three years at Tesla. Um, but you know, I'm young, still young, still deciding, you know, what, what I want to be when I grow up. So to speak. <laughs> um, and so I think that the, what, what I really look for um, in my current job, and you know, I've had opportunities outside of Tesla since, since I've been here, is what am I gonna learn at this job? Um, and is what I'm gonna learn help me in whatever direction I want to go? And 
part of, so that's very much about the job, the company. Um, for, for me at Tesla, obviously a huge draw was, you know, the name and knowing that it's, it's a very challenging environment to work on. You know, the, the things that we're trying to get done are very, very difficult, which means that there's a bunch of great opportunities to, to learn new things, to work hard, to, to be in, a, in an environment that is very difficult to be replicated elsewhere. And so that kind of ticked a lot of boxes for me. But then of course, you know, what, what I think has kept me at Tesla, um, and especially recently when I've had a couple offers to go to similar um, auto, automotive companies um, in the Bay Area, but what has really kept me at Tesla is the people. And that obviously is something that you can't 100% see when you're applying for jobs. But you know, you can kind of get the idea when you're when you're interviewing is, are, are these people that I, I'm going to want to spend, you know, most of my waking hours with? Um, and are they people who are fun and who are interesting and who are smart and then who I can learn from? Because again, for me being on, on the younger side of, of my team, um, every single person, whether I'm friends with them outside of work or not, is someone who I am very impressed by and very inspired by. And I think that has just put, you know, that makes me want to come into work every day. That makes me want to work really hard to prove myself. Um, and then it's, you know, it's just a great opportunity to learn things that you like about people and things that you don't like about people. Um, and especially for me, because I've started to manage um, a team of engineers is, you know, what kind of manager do I want to be? And I, I see examples of this um, in, in my peer group and it's, you know, it's just been a great learning experience. And it sounds like you've moved up quickly where you're now hiring interns and managing groups what do you look for? Because that, that fit that you mentioned is so important and, and this might help students to think about the kinds of skills, are they soft skills, transferable things that they can take from like their lifeguard or working at a pizzeria or barista or is that important? Um, and also just how can they express that in the interview so that you see who they are? Yeah, I would say the number one thing I look for actually is people who know what they want. So we get a ton of resumes all the time, right? And a lot of people, and I, I don't blame them for this, a lot of people just want to work at Tesla. And that's great. And that's super, uh, that's super important. You know, I, I want someone who wants to work at Tesla, but I think more specifically, and this can obviously be tailored. It doesn't have to be like 100% true. I think it's always important to kind of market yourself um, based off of who you're talking to. But for me, I want someone who is not just saying, oh, I applied to five different jobs at Tesla. And, you know, yeah, I'm excited to work on your team so I can work at Tesla is no, I want I want someone who says, you know, I read the job description for the quality systems engineer or the data scientist that you put out. And I specifically want to work on your team. And these are the reasons why. Because Otherwise, it just feels like, you know, are you going to, are you here because you want to be in this environment or are you here because you want to do the work that my team is doing? Um, so that, that's honestly like one of the biggest things that I would, I would 
say um, as a piece of advice to people is, you know, read the job description, know what you're applying for. If there's specific, you know, we definitely ask for some specific technical skills. So we deal a lot. um, One of the big sides of my job is with quality systems. There's a certification for it. It's called ISO 9001. It's this um, industry standard that describes essentially this is how you should set up your business so that your your chances of producing good quality products are high. So things like this is how you should manage change. This is how you should perform audits. Um, so my team makes sure that we meet those because a lot of the times when we're selling, for example, energy products to the Australian government, they want to make sure that, hey, this, how do we know that Tesla knows what they're doing? And so having that specific experience is important when you're applying to my team. Um, and so that is spelled out very clearly in the job description. And those standards are not, you know, secretive. You can Google ISO 9001 and you can read the standard. And so I think that that is definitely something that I would recommend to people when they're applying for jobs is we spend a lot of time writing these job descriptions, right? We want, we want these certain factors and you don't have to tick every box, but you should kind of know what you know and know what you don't know so that you can be, you know, honest with whomever the hiring manager is. That's a really important point, Liv. And I think when um, a lot of times when I'm talking to students, I'll say the job description is your rule book. Like it's literally a rule book of all the things you need to prove you have to be successful in this role. And you were talking about also the student knowing themselves really well. And one of the things that I do on campus here is I teach a career exploration course. And it's all about what are my values? What's important to me? What are my interests and passions? When does time fly by and I feel like I'm in the flow? And what am I really good at? What gift do I want to give back to the planet? I got one chance to leave a footprint here. And combining your values with your skills, with your interests to really understand that sweet spot of where you can be engaged at work is so important. And it sounds like that's the main thing you're seeking out too, is like, who is this person and do they fit? Yeah, exactly. And I think that, of course, those things can change. And those things, you know, should change. And you you should be asking yourself the question of, you know, who am I? What is important to me? Um, and I think there'll be these crossroads in your careers, whether you're looking at other jobs or looking at, um, you know, where you want to be, that you'll, you'll need to re-ask yourself those questions. But specifically before you're applying to, to a job. And like I said, you know, hey, maybe you are, maybe you are kind of at this crossroads um, thinking hey, I could, you know, either go into marketing or I could go to engineering. And I, I'm interested in about both of those. That's, that's totally fine. Um, and I think that's good for you to know. But when you're, apply- when you're talking to the engineering manager, make sure you're talking about engineering and why you're interested and passionate about that. And when you're talking to the marketing manager, make sure you're talking about why you're interested in marketing. Um, sometimes, and I definitely see this with um, interns too, and you know, it's okay because they're young, they're in college, they're figuring it out. But you talk to people and you ask them, hey, what do you want to do? And it's this wishy-washy answer of, I don't know, you know, I want to just try things, I want to just explore. And even though that might be true, just at least 
tell the person why you're applying for that job. Yeah, know that job and know what you're excited about with that. Almost act like that's the only job you're applying for, even right, though exactly. truth is we know there's other things you're looking at. And then that employer sees, oh, wow, this person really understands what my team's involved in and they're making a connection between what their past history of success has been and how it can benefit us. Right. So one of the things that you uh, mentioned earlier was that you you do the hiring and you mentioned really how important it is to know what you want to do and explain it. Are there any other skills that you think are important or maybe mistakes people have made in the interviews that you could share with our listeners? I mean, I think for me, a good resume is always a really really important window into people because basically how the hiring process works at Tesla is um, these job applications go up online. Uh, we get a bunch of resumes of people who just apply online. So that's always super important. Um, again, I talk to a lot of people who will say, oh, I'm interested in Tesla. And I say, well, have you looked at our career website? Have you applied to any jobs? Well, no, I haven't done that yet. It's, so you got to do that. That's number one. You got to apply for the job if you're, if you want the job. So we get a bunch of these resumes and it is sorted both by our recruiting team, who's very much looking for these high level boxes to check. And so that's where, you know, it's important to have things like your GPA or have your experience and just have a nice, a nice resume. I know the careers website has a ton of just beautiful examples of resumes. Um, for me, I'm such a stickler for formatting. That might just be um, me, but I like really bugs me when things are, you know, the bullets aren't lined up or their spacing is inconsistent uh, because it really is just a snapshot of your attention to detail. Uh, I know a lot of people are real sticklers for grammar and spelling. I'm pretty much a terrible speller, so I probably won't catch any spelling errors, though, of course, you should not have spelling errors on your resume. But for me, formatting is such a big thing. But then once you kind of have that, okay, baseline window into who am I, and we start talking to people, you know, such little things about making sure you're in a quiet place when you interview, making sure you've read the job description, making sure that, you know, Every single thing that you can put on your resume, everything thing you've put on your resume, you can back up um, because you never know what people's interests are. And actually, a really funny story: um, my older sister uh, went to UNC for med school, and so she recently went through the whole process of applying for residencies and their their in-person interviews. And so she you provide a provide a resume much like applying for a normal job and she had put on her resume um in, in the hobby section oh I, I play guitar so she got to this interview you know they're asking her these medical questions asking her about you know what specialty she wants to go into and they you know they say oh by the way we saw on your resume that you play guitar and this guy pulls a guitar out from behind the desk <laughs> no way says, well, can, you, can you play us something and my sister is actually a fantastic guitar player, so she she was able to um, you know impress them with some some classical guitar. But I just thought, wow, what a what a great interview interviewer to say, oh, you know, everyone plays guitar, everyone says this stuff, but is this actually true? Uh, and I I think that that 
that's just a that's just a good example of you know if you put oh i'm you know capable at python you you should be prepared to answer some technical questions um on uh on that specific uh platform that's so. that's a such a good point if you put it on your resume be able to elaborate on it and some of the things you just hit on live were really they sound basic but they're so critical like the things about the mistakes I was on a search committee for a dean at a university and in the cover letter the quote was I'm impressed with the strong repetition of North Carolina State University now of course they spell check it and repetition is a word but we know they meant to say reputation, but they just didn't even take the time to change it. And it's a reflection of your own work ethic and, like you said, your attention to detail. So mm -hmm. um, those basics are super important. And I know when you're screening that they make a big difference. So, gosh, our time has gone by so fast. I want to talk to you for another hour, but I know you have got a lot of things to do. So one of the things I like to do kind of to wrap up, because you've given some wonderful advice to students who are in college, I wanted to um, maybe put our time machine on and fast forward to the year 2040. So you can calculate right now how old you will be. And I'd like you to share the advice that you would give to yourself at this age in 2020? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I would, Isn't that a fun one? Yeah. And now you can share your age if you want. I don't know if you've hit 30 yet or not, but I think you're yeah, almost yeah. there. Yeah, so I'm, I'll be 27 this year. Yeah. Um, so, okay, 2040, I'll be 47. So, I mean, I think that I want to make sure, for me, I tend to take things very seriously. Um, and I, I want to make sure kind of throughout this point in my career, this is what I've been told from, um, you know, the, the people who I look up to at, at work um, who are, you know, in their 40s or in their 50s have said, you know, use your 20s to try things. And I want to make sure that I do that, even though I have this great opportunity at Tesla and I don't really plan on leaving Tesla anytime soon, but I want to make sure that the next job I do is, you know, maybe it is in kind of a different direction and maybe it is to explore breadth um, in, in my industry or in my interests rather than depth. I think that that is really important. Um, and I have really seen that in the, the people that I look up to. So into NC State, he's an NC State alum. Um, he's the director of quality. So he's had this incredible career and our VP of operations, you know, I, I look at their, their resumes and I look at their LinkedIn and I think, wow, they've, done a lot of different things. And so that's kind of what I want to make sure that I'm taking advantage of when I'm, you know, I'm young, I don't have any kids, it's kind of easier to move around, um, especially in the Bay Area, it's easy to switch jobs is that don't, don't get stuck in a routine, make sure you're challenging yourself to change things up, and to, to be uncomfortable, because it's, it's definitely easy to get comfortable in a job and I you know I want to make sure I'm not not doing that oh that's that's so wise you are such a great success story for age 27 you have so much excitement ahead for you your wedding and all of these new chapters in your life and I would like to thank you so much for joining us on Wolfpack Career Chats thanks Liv yeah thank you so much
the NC State Career Development Center prepares and empowers students to identify and pursue their career goals. Stop by Pullen Hall to learn more. Thank you for listening to Wolfpack Career Chats, and we hope to see you around campus. Have a packtacular day.